Well, it's a whole new era. It's a whole it's new a whole world. New ball game. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Just Two Sweet Show. Hey, wait, dude. Whoa, 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 wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. Are we really going to open up a show like this? Is this is this how we're going to do this with new technology and new and new toys? Well, I mean, now now they can see us. That's Hit the music. Hit the music. Hit the music. There it is. That's what we want. You're absolutely right. It doesn't work without the music. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the next evolution of the Just Too Sweet Show. I am Big Daddy Cool, Tim Tabala. This guy right here. We haven't figured this out yet. Over there. You're over the there. Himself, Eric Zant. What's That's going right. on? How's everything? Everything's good. It's been a while. Been a little bit. Which I will take full blame for. I've had uh, several illnesses going around the household. Yeah, you know, you had the plague running through. Dude, chest infection, sinus infection, some kind of flu. I still have a little bit of the cough. <laughs> See, just like that. Now, remember, when I came down, I was worried about, because all my friends were sick. And I was like, man, I hope I'm not, I hope I don't come down with it. And I didn't. And then the day I get there, Jax gets sick. It was, yeah, it was bad news, man. It was, it was running rampant. Yeah. We kept giving it to each other. But I kept, I told this lady, the doctor, man, I said, I need like, strong antibiotics for like 10 straight days. She wouldn't give it to me. So what happened? Sinus infection came right back. So now I'm on uh, 10 more days of antibiotics and I feel okay for the first time in like two months. Well, it's amazing. You know, doctors are supposed to be so much smarter than us. Well, not in this case. I do still have a little bit of the cough. So let me apologize ahead of time. Um, Our last show, which was five, and this is 5.2. I named it 5.2. Right, 5.2. Because I thought last show was going phenomenally. We had uh, special guests. Uh, we had the boss himself, Mr. Steve Farachi. We did. We did we have my, the boss. We had my good friend Keith Laris, one of my oldest, dearest friends from uh, back in the day in Woodside. And we yeah. were having a great show. And we were having a great show. I look at the computer, and what do I see? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing was recording. Completely stopped. And I, I never even went back and listened to the show because I was so pissed off. That it wasn't recording. I don't even know for how long. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to listen to it and get annoyed. So we're going to pick up where we left off now. 5.2. I'm in. I'm totally in. I'm just oh. loving this new stuff here. This is really great. I can look at myself. Well, I'm not big on looking at myself, but. Well, I, t- I tell people I'm not, but you secretly I am. So wait, so you know which one you like? You like this one? Or which one you like better? Or do we like? Whoa. Whoa. You know what? I have bags under my eyes. We're going back to that one. We're going back to that one. <laughs> my eyes are too blue. Yeah, I know. I might actually pretty blue with the shirt on today. They are. Yeah. Sorry, ladies. He's he's married. <laughs> Eric's not. We we could do a dating show. I'm not. I'm not married. Yeah, I'm a catch and release. <laughs> you're you're too fertile, so no. I'm way too. Yeah. Unless you. <laughs> Oh God! The one thing you're not shooting is blank, so we we can't have that happen again. No, no, I'm I'm a loaded gun. 
Um, before we start, oh, I said we're going to start with the uh, the evolution of Eric Zant, the beginning of his journey, mm. how he became a wrestler. But I do have to acknowledge one thing. We need to. February 5th, recently just passed, one of the greatest dates in wrestling history. Andre the Giant beats Hulk Hogan on Saturday night's main event for the world title. Where Did you watch it live? Live. As it happened? As it happened. So did I. And I never forgot the date. Why? It's my sister Heather's birthday. And for some really? reason, that date stuck in my head for the longest time. No kidding. Yeah, so I never forgot the date. 1988, right? 88. 88. 88. Yeah. You know who you know who was with me when I was watching it? Who? Scott Scott Briggs, the nice. wise man himself. Scott. He and I we we planned because we knew the Friday night main event was coming up and we we planned on staying up and watching it. And like you talk about shock and awe, like we just couldn't believe what happened. Like we we stayed up all night talk. We literally were in sixth grade or whatever. Stayed up all night and talked about it because we were. We, it was that. It had that big of an impact on us. It was also one of the greatest um, reactions by Hogan. He he was crying. Remember at the end of the match? Oh, crying, screaming yeah. about plastic surgery. How much did they spend on the plastic surgery, brother? Look at the hundred dollar bills falling out. Oh, of Meanwhile, oh, it was out of his pocket, but it was just great. It was great. He sold that. It was fantastic. So I so in the record books, Andre the Giant is world champion for a day, five minutes maybe. I think it. I think. Oh yeah, five because he he surrendered it. He's, well, remember Jack Tunney, the president, made the big announcement that uh, the referee's decision was final. So Hulk Hogan was not the champion. Andre the Giant was the champion, but with the getting circumstances and the fact that he can't surrender the title, he was not the champion no longer either, which led to the Macho Man gaining the title at WrestleMania 4. In that huge tournament. Now, that, ooh, you know, how to book that tournament? Like, how long do you think these guys, I mean, it had to be planned ahead of time. But, oh, yeah. But, you know, I don't know, man. It's like, is that because Hogan wouldn't put him over? Or was he was face already? He couldn't put him over. Andre? No. Uh, they didn't want Andre to uh, put – Andre wouldn't put over Savage is what I'm thinking. Is why they had to have Hogan mm-hmm. lose. Yeah, he didn't like Savage. No, he didn't like him at all. So, yeah, but, I he would have put him over like that. But Hogan was going to do no holds barred, right? Is that what it was? Is that what started his whole movie career? Yeah, but that was a little later because Zeus was around. Zeus was around. But then again, yeah, that, that's right because the Mega Powers were formed not too shortly after that. Yeah, because Savage was champion during the Mega Powers. Yeah. Yeah. So that might have been Hogan might have went to, to film that because remember that started his Hollywood career. So yeah. that makes sense. And that makes sense that Andre didn't want to um, put put Savage over because he didn't like him. But why wouldn't they just have DiBiase? I don't know. I don't know. Ted could have carried the belt for a few months and let Savage take it, you know. Yeah, I, kinda agree. Cool. I, I agree with that now. I definitely yeah. agree with that now. But like you said, the 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 shock. Was that oh, yeah. And Hogan's face. And, and I was like, what 
me and my mom was watching with me at that time. My mom was into it back in the day. Yeah. We were both like slack jawed. Yeah. And I, again, I wasn't a Hogan fan at that time. Me neither. But, but I was like, what? What just happened? It Dude. Fantastic. It was like, we were talking like the, the, the 1980 Olympic game emotion. It was like, some people were shocked. Some people were upset. I mean, it was it was it was crazy. Yep. And um, I mean, that's the kind of thing, like you said, that that, that wrestling today is lacking. Yeah, emotion. That, that that emotion, that surprise, that uh, that like, holy crap, this is this is real. Like, this wasn't supposed to happen. No. And look how slow he really did get screwed out of this title. Yeah, and we believed it, man. Hell we, yeah. We didn't, we didn't give a crap if it was. We, we didn't know, and we, I mean, look how it affected, like, 12-year-old kids, you know? Or however old we were, 13, I don't know. Um, 88? I was, I don't know, I'm 13, 12, 13? 13, yeah, we're 13. Now, I'll say, that anniversary also, another anniversary just passed, which happens to be one of my favorite anniversaries of all time. The Mega Powers Explode. Also... Ooh. On Saturday night's main event, leading to another one of my favorite moments in history is when the Macho Man splattered Hogan in the back with that title belt. Oh, gave, gave one of the greatest speeches you will ever hear in wrestling. Yeah. Why? Because I would say anywhere from 70 to 80 percent of that was real. Oh, he was he noble stuff. I don't know how bad we can curse. Noble stuff on that. No. Yeah. At least seventy percent of that was real. Yeah, that was coming. That was straight from the heart. You know, he was savage. I think he. I think that that was built up. Like I don't even know because remember back then, even Pritchard will um, admit nothing was really scripted. You just did your own promo. But Savage, man, that 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 was organic, man. That just came out and like I think I, he probably didn't even know what he said afterward. You know, he was probably like, "What up? Yeah." Well, in case anyone doesn't remember that, first of all, shame on you. You shouldn't be listening to this show. It was Hulk Hogan and um, the Macho Man versus Big Boss Man and Akeem, Twin Towers. Twin Towers, which were a cool team. Hells yeah. I don't mess with Akeem the Dream. Um, Miss Elizabeth, who, by the way, took one of the greatest shots ever. Remember that? Dude. Macho Man took her out, and I really thought she was dead. I I did, too. She gets knocked out. Ho- Savage is spread out. Hogan, instead of staying there helping the Macho Man, this is this is always my excuse for why Hogan was a bad person and why my Macho Man obsession became even bigger. He decides to pick up Elizabeth and bring her to the back. Leaves the Macho Man there with these two giant behemoths to get his ass kicked for at least 10 minutes. Finally, Elizabeth says, go help Randy. Go help Randy, and he goes running back to the ring. So now, now before, what are you thinking at this now? From a wrestling standpoint, obviously, me and you, we know what's going to happen because they were building up them splitting up for three months already. So we knew it was going to happen. But how? What were you thinking at this point, as far as what was going on? I was thinking. Uh, what are you looking at? What's that? I think there's a bat in here. <laughs> Dude, the video is going to be awesome. <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. Like, I hear this. Do you hear that? Like, I'm afraid to, like... Oh, yeah, I do hear that. Dude, if you have a bat while we're live on this thing, that's going to be hysterical. 
Oh, I hear it. Dude, I don't know where it is, though. It's like not on the blanket or anything. This is already the greatest show ever. <laughs> Let's see what's going on here. I hear it. Dude, I hear it. Oh, it's stopped. Yeah. I think it's on the outside of the window. Oh, that's good then. Yeah, because I heard it the other night and I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, and guess who's. Yeah, get out of here, dude. Oh, anyway. Detective's trying to make an appearance. Yeah, Detective uh, Detective heard the. Uh, I wonder if that's what he kept looking at up there. Probably. All right. So before you're back, you get bit by a bat and become Batman. So here, here's Miss Elizabeth telling Hogan to run back in the ring. <laughs> To the ring, gets back in the match, goes to tag Macho Man, bam, slaps him in the face, boom, walks off. At this point, before the greatest promo ever, what's going on in your head? I felt, I felt like it was, I don't know about you, but I felt even before the match started, maybe like. The average fan didn't, but like I don't know, I was always like tuned into Savage and tuned into like that kind of stuff. I had a funny feeling that he was gonna like blow. I really did, and I was I was happy actually. As soon you know what I mean. But before I was like I was building up, I'm like, what's he gonna do? What's he gonna do? What's he gonna do? And then that happened, dude. And it was like I was actually happy. Like I was really happy. I thought it was great. See now, but here's the thing. I always where I defend Macho Man Randy Savage. I'll defend him all the time. I think he had a legitimate beef. He did a complete legitimate one hundred percent. You left me out there. You didn't leave me out there with Barry O and Barry Horowitz. You left me out there with the big boss man and Akeem. the two biggest guys. And they're out gonna there. kill me. And you're dragging my wife, well, my manager. Yeah. Off into the back somewhere. Yeah. I mean, come on. And we all know the stories of him and Elizabeth. Like, so think about how much he's freaking out. He's in the ring. He doesn't know, you know, for all he knew, like he could be taking her wherever. And like, he he was probably losing it, dude. Dude, I miss kayfabe. I miss kayfabe. I do too. I think they should try to bring an element of kayfabe back into wrestling now. I know that's hard. But look, look how we're talking. Look at what we're talking about from 30 years ago. 30 years ago. And it's still phenomenal. It still affects us. Like, like nothing affects me now. Like, you know, I, I still get chills a little bit when I see The Undertaker come out. But they've even watered him down, man. It's like. Yeah, well, he can't do much. He's, he's, he's new hips, new knees. Yeah. New back. You know, whatever he, he's got going on. He's like Cybertaker. <laughs> so. All right, and here we come. Right, I'm going to play. I'm going to play a little piece of it too because it's still the fun, most phenomenal thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, you got to do it. Savage leaves, goes back to check on Elizabeth, takes the title with him. Hogan wins the match, which, by the way, still drives me nuts to this very day. You're telling me he couldn't lose that match. He had to beat the Twin Towers by himself. Give me a freaking break. He should have lost. Would have made sure. everything everything more impactful. If he would have lost that match, it would have been. But no, not Hogan. Nope. He beat Boss Man and Akeem by himself. 
Of course he did. It... <laughs> Which, oh yeah, hang on, I'm just going to get this right here. And I'll never forget him. Him then running. Remember him running down the aisle. Macho man. Macho man. <laughs> Greatest thing ever. And my mother, again, I'm watching it with my mother again. And I am beside myself. And she's like, you know, oh, you know, it, it's it's okay. This And I said, no. Man, Randy, you're right. He's 100% right. He said, what? He's the bad guy. He's the asshole. No, 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 no. 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 Savage was... You had to you had to feel for Savage here, man. You had to. Even if you didn't like Savage, I don't know. I don't know, but he so let's just let's just hear a little bit of one of the greatest promos in the history of wrestling. If I can get this playing right. Again, now we're So great. I love it. I Dude, love it's so it. great. It's still great. This is the definition of kayfabe. It is. It is because everybody thought that was real. And like you just said, probably a lot of it was real. There's definitely something there behind that uh you got lust for Elizabeth thing. Dude, give, given what we know now, given what we know now, and given I mean, dude, Savage wasn't stupid because he knew if he followed Hogan, even when he Remember Hogan left, he stayed. And he commentated for a while because Vince wanted him to be like the Babe Ruth. And then there were the Stephanie rumors and all that stuff, which is bullshit. I don't I don't think it's true. And if it is true, good for him. Well, not good for him. I don't know. Was she of age? I don't know. If she's not of age, I don't care. That's none of my business. I wasn't there. I'm Bennett and I'm not in it. Anyway, he wanted him to be the Babe Ruth. Got a better offer. And like these guys were saying, you know, you follow Hogan, man. You're you're following the money and they want, they would needed to make money. So what, I mean, I would have jumped if I was savage, wouldn't you? Of course. Like, and he knew he could start it up over again. Him and Elizabeth were done. That's heat right there. And 
him and Hogan have natural heat. You know, they don't even have to pretend to have heat. They got natural heat. So he flip-flops in the NWO, blah, blah, blah. But coming to present day, he made the rap album. You know, how great. Was, everybody's like, oh, it's You're getting way ahead. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm going off like on a tangent here. But, I mean, just just to show people how, like, Savage just genuinely did not like him. Now, I'm, I'm going to connect something here. I'm going to connect it. See what I'm doing? I'm connecting it. The magic Sav- of video. Savage. And the warrior were friends. And they respected one another. And they both hated Hogan. And they both hated Hogan. They were both intense. They were both serious. They were both pretty honest and upfront. I mean, I don't think, as crazy as the warrior was, I don't think he was a bullshitter. And Savage definitely wasn't. Hogan, how many times? I mean, you know, he's like Donald Trump. You can't believe anything that comes out of his mouth half the time. I mean. No politics on this show, please. You know, did I say Trump? I meant, I meant, I meant Donald Duck, and uh, and <laughs> no, but serious, like Hogan. You know, Hogan's full of it half the time. It's like you, you, you just can't get it right, and that's like he shouldn't have to. Like he shouldn't. Hogan shouldn't be in a position where he needs to explain himself. But we're getting way off topic anyway. The Mega Powers. I mean, when they exploded. Now, I disagreed with Hogan going over on him when he did, because Savage was hot. Savage was real hot. I I went over to the arena and saw him wrestle. Um, Who would he wrestle as the champion? Well, you think about it real, real quick, but were you thinking of that? Somebody, yeah. Who, who Savage fought? He fought He fought Andre quite a few times. Fought Andre a ton of times. Never beat him. No. Andre would never put him over. Nope. He was getting his ass kicked by, like, Zeus. He was getting his ass kicked by all these big-ass guys. Um. Oh yeah, the boss man, uh, uh, Akeem. Um, I'm pretty sure Bundy threw him around a couple times. Uh, he had a rough year as champion. He did. I think. I think uh, Tonga there, Haku. I think he fought him a couple times. I mean, that's like trying to fight a truck. So it's like, yeah, Savage. He he put up and didn't shut up, man. He he fought him. He fought a lot of them. And I stopped it before we heard the best part of that video, by the way, was when Beefcake came in and got splattered. <laughs> oh, damn. There's like, nothing. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. And Savage just splatter him. It was awesome. Oh, that's, you know, if, if if I didn't like Randy Savage before that and I saw that happen, I was would have been an instant fan. But Well, I'm going to take this, this moment to personally thank Macho Man Randy Savage because I've been using that lust line since 1988. You have too. You used it in high school. I tell people all the time, "You've got lust." That's that's it. You've got lust in your eyes. You you have. I've heard you use that for twenty years now. Love more thirty. Probably one of my favorite lines ever. Oh man, I miss kayfabe. I really miss kayfabe. You know, you need kayfabe because you need kayfabe, and you also need. How you know? How can you you draw emotion and attention and focus with without? It's just so willy nilly. Everybody do uses the same move. What are you going to get in a match? You're going to get a spear. Somebody's going to do that running power bomb. Uh, how many super kicks you think you count in one match? About you know eighty six. A lot. A lot. Then, what what is this all about? Like the. The, the, the neat the the that, that's as bad as like remember the DDT used to be 
one of the greatest finishers of all time, and now it's just a regular move. Same thing with the super kick. Same thing with the super kick. Everybody uses the super kick. Dude, Arn Anderson and, well, Jake the Snake made the DDT. But Arn Anderson was the only other guy for a long time in the NWA that used the DDT. And when he used it, it was done, too. You were done. It was over. Jake, When Jake went like this, dude, the crowd just, did you ever watch the crowd? When Jake, oh, yeah. Jake had him. Jake had him. He would just, he would turn around, he'd just look, and he was cold. He would just kind of like, it was just like his mouth was a slit and his eyes were just iced over and he just went. And it was done, man. The crowd just freaked out. No, there's nothing like that anymore. You notice they don't get into matches anymore? They really don't? Everything's about the big spots. Yeah. Now, while I enjoy the big spots, you, you can't spend five minutes setting up the big spot. No. Like, all right, you put your leg here, you put your arm here, you put your head there. This guy puts his head there. It's like, all right, dude, you've been setting this up for five minutes. Is it going to be, is the ending going to be cool? Sure. But I mean, there was no setting up uh, Taker throwing off. He's like, dude, just throw me off. Boom. Throw him off. Yeah. No faking that. No, no thinking about it. Throw me we'll off. Get, okay. Now we'll it's like, the edge of the cage. Yeah, as much as I love the war games, NXT war games with Adam Cole and with all those big spots they did up on top of the cage and everything, it takes too long to set them up. Way too long. And it looks stupid. You know, you put your arm here. All right, well, now I'm going to put my arm here. Okay, how's your head? Oh, my head's good. It's tucked. Are you ready? All right, we're ready to go. Let's do this. Boom. By then, you're like, oh, my God. I, I would have ran in and stopped this match already. Oh, yeah, 100%. What about? I saw this triple suplex the other night. Um. Well, that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Like when you yeah. have four or five guys up on the ropes now, suplexing each other, it takes five minutes to set it up. It's, oh. it's not fun. No, and it, you, the the crowd's lost interest. I I I I hope, I hope they lost interest. And if they haven't, they're they're really. I don't think they're really understanding what like like being a pro wrestling fan is because I, I hate going back to Jim Cornette. You know, because I got to go by him because he's the traditionalist. Very traditionalist. You got to have a foundation in a match. You got to have. Because even think about the old WWF. It wasn't an indifferent from the NWA in the in the matter that they worked. It was a slow. Some some matches were fast paced, like the Rockers and the Hearts. They had some pretty high impact, fast paced matches. But like you know, you get Greg Valentine versus. But there was no setup. There was no twenty minute setup to a, a move. No, you're doing it. You're calling it in the ring, and Call these guys it. were. Yeah, These guys were that good. And call it, you do it. It looked awesome. Yeah, and that that's what being a professional is about. You know what I mean? Like Ric Flair would go around to all those territories when he was the NWA champion. He he would show up in like Missouri, not know who he's wrestling. Oh, you're wrestling uh, Dick Murdoch. Oh, okay. Fly down to Texas. You're wrestling uh, Kerry Von Erich. Okay. You fly over to Georgia. You're wrestling, uh, you know, whoever Gene Anderson. Oh, okay. It's just, okay, you know, sit there. You know, you don't have Pritchard and uh, Bucky Tooth there. Who's the producer that everybody picks on? Kevin Dunn and all these guys in your in your ear saying, well, make sure you say this, but don't say that. It's like, Jesus Christ, just get in the ring and work. You know? They, they don't know how to do that, Tim. NXT is better than the WWE, but they're not. I don't know, man. I got, listen, man. I was trained by by 350-pound Samoans who also knew how to work and who taught me the fundamentals and values of the business. 
So I I can only go with what I know, man. Perfect transition. Perfect transition. Let's begin your journey. <clears throat> oh. we, we've been teasing this for five and a half episodes. We have, too. So let's go back to 1990. What was it? 96. 96? 96. All right. So 1996. All right. You know, we know you want to be a wrestler. I've known that as long as I've known you. Yeah. You found the school taught by the great Alpha. The great Alpha. The Wild Samoan. Yeah. Oh, um, one more thing I want to say. I'm sorry to cut you off. Oh, go ahead. Not to be all sentimental and crap, but I do want to pay my respects to the soul man, Rocky Johnson. Oh, and yeah. not, not because I'm all set. I wasn't like a huge Rocky Johnson guy, sentimental that way, but Rocky Johnson was the first match I ever watched in wrestling, any wrestling. That's right. I remember Rocky you telling Johnson, me that Tony Atlas beat the wild Samoans for the tag titles. Always stuck in my head. It was night. I don't remember the month, the date, but it was 1983. Pre Hogan, I'm pre Hogan. So yeah, I, I was I I wasn't like you know broken up, but it was kind of sad because it was like wow, it really was first match I ever saw was th- that match, and it was a phenomenal match. Wow, yeah, that's and great. Again, again, you thought that was real? Like, I thought it did. was. And here's and here's my grandmother who got me into it, screaming, you know, kill those two crazy sons of bitches, and <laughs> like, what is this? What is this? What am I watching? <clears throat> my grandma of all people going crazy. So oh man. That's my little shout out to that. Grandma's grandpa. I just go crazy over that stuff. Oh, they um, it was yeah, they did. They thought it was real. They thought it was real. And they wanted to believe it. And it's okay if they did. That's yeah. okay. You know? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> All right. So you found the school, the great Afa, the wild Samoan. Tell um, yeah. Start with, I want to, because again, this is going to be new to me too, everybody. So I'm actually very excited. First day. You walk through the door, start there. Tell us what about what happened that first day. Um, I went down. What you do is, um, you you get a tryout. Okay. It, um, did you did you do any training beforehand? Or just not just like physical. I mean, like uh, any wrestling training I had at time. No, none. You, you just got physically fit. I Maybe. was just, I yeah, I worked out, um, a lot. I was a lot bigger than I am now and um obviously younger. But um yeah, I was I I was rigorous. I worked out uh 6 days a week, 7. Um well, I worked out I worked out with weights 6 days a week. I did cardio like and I say cardio, which means I rode a bicycle or I walked. Um I I did very little cardio. I mean, that wasn't really, you know, I don't know. And but I worked out a lot and what what happened was I you got a tryout. I called, I actually talked to him and, uh, he's like, well, he goes, here's what I do. He goes, I have certain time. Well, I have certain times of the year. I'm going crazy. I have certain times of the year that I do tryouts. So in August, um, if you want me to pencil you in, uh, come down, we'll try out and we'll see if you got what it takes to make it. He goes, I'm just going to tell you, not everybody he goes. A lot of people try out, but not many people get put through the training, you know? He goes, not not everybody can do this. This is Alpha. This is Alpha telling me this straight up. He was being straight, and it was cool. I'm like, all right, cool. I want to try. So I went down there, and oh god. Well, first when I walked in there, I was like, I was like, wow, man. I'm looking around. There's like this this wrestling ring, and there's this, you know, it's this it's a wrestling ring, like in a studio kind of thing, and you know, old WWF pictures everywhere. 
and um you know various odd training equipment but the ring was the main thing like and i was like wow man this shit's getting real and all of a sudden all these guys start coming out like you know guys that were big guys that were you know small but they're all big and then there's like these giant guys and then like all these Samoans come out and Alpha comes. I went in Alpha's office and he talked to me. He goes, oh, okay, blah, blah, blah. We signed paperwork and everything. And, um, all sweetest man, like, oh God, he's just the sweetest man in the world. And, you know, I was this big, tall, blonde kid. You know, I had this long blonde hair. I was I had big muscles and I mean, he freaking loved it. You know, you looked the part, dude. You looked the part. Yeah. And the cool part high, was in high school, you looked the part. Yeah. I kind of did. And the cool part was that my future partner had to try out the same day or the same day. No, a week or a week after me or a week before me. But we ended up starting training on the same day, which was a month later, which we'll get to. But my tryout was just, I think it was just me that day. So I get there. He's like, all right, we'll go out <clears throat> and we'll do the, we, we warm up with squats, you know, the free squats, the Hindu squats. We warm up with a thousand of those. And I went a, a thousand like 1000 he's like yeah i was like oh okay he goes and then between those sets of 100 we do 25 push-ups or yeah 25 push-ups 25 sit-ups 25 push-ups 25 sit-ups 25 push-ups 25 sit-ups i'm going all right all right let's guess i'm gonna see what i'm made of so we did that and i made it right through it i mean i'm not gonna lie to you it was tough and I was sweating and I was like, oh my God, I mean, you know, I kept checking my pulse. I didn't know if I was going to die, you know, cause I'd never, I trained and I, I was, you know, tough. I thought, and I realized I wasn't and I'm like, oh my God. So anyway, we get through that crap. He's like, well, he's like, well, how strong are you? I'm like, for a guy, my size, kind of strong for the purposes of everyone in here, probably not very. And my buddy Joel was there too. He was there. Um, and he and I clicked and became instant friends there too for whatever, you know, we just, he's, a, he's, I hope you can meet him someday, by the way, he's one of the greatest human beings I've ever met. What's and so I ever will he listens to our show. Yeah, he does. And he, he's, he's just the coolest guy ever, man. He's like, I love him. I love him absolutely to death. He and I are, are very, very close. Um, great, great, great man. Awesome wrestler too. Oh, he had such a cool gimmick. But I'll get into that too. Um, he's this big, huge. He's just this big mountain of a guy. Mean, long hair. Oh, it's awesome. Guy's awesome. Stronger than hell too. Believe, believe me. Stronger than hell. So I get in there. He's like, "How strong are you?" So I'm like, "I don't know." And I'm not much. See, I'm not much of a bench presser. Like I was more of like a squatter, and um like a military press guy <clears throat> and um, a deadlift guy, big deadlift guy, shoulders and back, you know, arms kind of eh, chest, not really, you know, I mean, I worked my chest. It was good, but, but, you know, I wasn't a bench presser, you know? And so they throw like, you had a good chest. What's that? In the pictures I saw, I thought you had a good chest. I, I did. I built it, you know, I built it up. Um, but he throws on like, like 350 pounds or something. And I'm like, I'm like, shit, I don't know if I can do this. So I did it and I did it like three times and I threw racked it and they're like, okay. So they threw more on and I'm like, 
Oh boy. So it was like 395. So I did that once and I got it barely up twice. So like, oh, let's keep going. So they threw on like 410 or something. I can't remember what it was. And I did it once. I'm going, I'm like, I'm I'm like, I feel like my arms are gonna fall off. Cause I just did all that crap. And uh what I didn't know, a little side note, is when somebody has a tryout, it's kind of like a night off for the training for the rest of the wrestlers, because you just gotta watch this guy go through crap. And I, I, I learned that later on when I went through. Yeah, uh, it's a treat for you guys, like you know, night off. Yeah, it's like a night off. Yeah, so, um, so he put on like four fifty. I'm like, dude, I'm not. I I just said to myself, I think I even said to one of the guys, like, I can't do this. They're like, well, just try. So I got it off and I racked it and I got it down and I got it. I'm getting it up, getting it up, and I'm like, ah, I I don't know. And then somebody grabbed it and racked it. And they're like, oh, that's good enough. They just want to see what I could do, how far I would go. And I did that, and then all right, they said, "Well, let's try something out." So, um, one of the one of the second to last things I had to do was, you know how you got you got adjacent corners. I had to start at one corner, run to the adjacent corner, do twenty five push ups, get up, run back to the other corner, do do twenty four. Run back to the other corner, do 23. Run back to the other corner, do 22, 21, 20, 19, 18. Just keep going until you drop. I got down to, now keep in mind how many push-ups this is. You know, if you need a calculator, which I would. Um, And uh, who's, the, who's the hipster on Cinesports who I always mess with? Uh, Scott. Uh, Peterson. Peterson, yeah. He, he'd probably, you know, he'd, he'd need to get his... Uh, you know, he'd need to get his 64 color crayons from Crayola and start doing this, you know, counting them to get that many. Anyway, I love you, Scott. Um, <clears throat> so I got down to four. I was going, I was at the one doing four. Then I was, but the last one, I, I, I tried doing three and I barely got one. And I just remember, man, <clears throat> they said, all right, that's enough. I think I did something like, I mean, think about it. 20, 24, 23. That's like. 200 some push-ups or whatever. I don't know. I can't do the math, but I got down to like, I was on the last three and like, then they, Oh, before that though, they wanted to see how many push-ups and setups you could do in a minute. And I did something like, like 59. Cause I was a bigger guy. I was over 200 pounds. You know, I wasn't a skinny, I was tall and lanky, but I wasn't like a little tiny guy that could like whip around. I did something like 59, uh, sit-ups in a minute or 58 and i did something like like 62 push-ups or something so i did really good with that too and uh then he's like well let's get in the ring and you know get you a feel of it so i get in the ring and all of a sudden you know behind me comes rosie I, um matt uh remember rosie uh the he was been smelling gangster he 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 threw me into the the the, the buckle just fooling around me and Samu was there, um, Samu was there. Lloyd was there. Uh, this guy Chris, who was Joel's partner, he was there. Uh, of course, Pops was there, Alpha. And you know they're they're slugging me around, and uh, you know dropping me and stuff, and seeing what I could take. You know, picking me up, dropping me, throwing me, threw me out of the ring, and. Uh, because I mean, I'm, I must have looked like oh, David Lee. Good. Now, do they teach you to take the falls yet? The bumps? Or is no. this, they're just chucking you around? They're just chucking you around to see how tough you are. 
Because oh, so basically, mean, like like the, the tough enough is bullshit then. Because yeah, tough enough is total bullshit. Tough I enough mean, is total. I mean, the first thing you learn is well, first you do the like I said the running, but after that it's take a bump. But they didn't even make you take bumps. They just started to throw you around. Just beat basically just beat the shit out of me, you know, just to see. That's the Samoan. <laughs> well, yeah, because you can't really hurt them. They're they're like the toughest people on earth. I mean, and I'm not just saying that. I mean, you. I don't think anybody should pick a fight with a Samoan because I don't think they feel pain and they hit at least three times as hard as probably anybody you've ever known who is tough. I mean, I'm just telling you they're but they're like the sweetest people. It's like you just, they have that, that little trigger. Like, and if you, if you I've seen them go off, man. And like, it's like watching a bulldozer go through like a building. It's like, you can't, but, but be that as it may, I'm getting my ass handed to me by like the Samoans, like Afa and his sons and um, a couple of the trainers. But then finally, they're like, all right, that's enough. You know, I mean, I, I, I was beat to, you know, my my hair ripped out, you know, um, I'm bruised and red. And and I mean, I, I, I look like probably like uh, if you're like driving down like this, like like Route 8 and there's like that big, long grass hill. If somebody just like threw me out of a car and I rolled down the hill and survived, that's probably what I looked like. And it's what I felt like. So <clears throat> they start doing like after training's done, everybody kind of gets in the ring and has like a big, like 10 man tag. And you just kind of go off and do your thing. And that's how you kind of learn your craft is you have the impromptu matches, you know, you call the spots in the ring and you do that stuff like that. You know, um, first day? what's that on the first day? I didn't know. They did. Oh, they, they went did. back to their normal. The guys went back to the boys went back to their normal. I thought you were in there the first day calling spots. I'm like, dude, that's that's crazy. No, 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 no. I was in the office talking to Alpha, and I'm scared because I felt like this giant pussy, you know, like they just kicked the shit out of me. But what I didn't realize is I kept getting up, and that's what they liked because what I didn't know was that not many people got back up or they got up and they left. Or they were just like complaining the whole time or whatever. And I didn't complain one bit. I was just like, I just kept popping up and they just kept beating me up and I just kept taking it. He's like, he's like, I can't, he's like, I can't believe how tough you are. He goes, you know, you look like a pretty boy, you know? And I'm like, oh, well, thank you. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I want to train you. He goes, let's do it. I'm like, awesome. So that was the tryout. And I drove home. I got lost. I mean, this you got to remember, I'm young and I, you know, I don't know anything. I never really been away from home. Um, I didn't go to school. I didn't go to college. So like, this is down in Allentown and I didn't know how to get there. I didn't know how to get back, you know, and this is back when the Rand McNally days when you had to, you know, do the thing you didn't have, you know, you, you didn't have this shit, you know, you couldn't like do this I mean, you had to like use your head and remember North from South and the exit and this and that. So I ended up like in New Jersey you know, from Allentown. Then I worked my way back and I got home. But, uh, like, I know from experience, you're not good with directions. I'm good on the road with directions, but in the subway, underneath, underground, to be fair, it's different. No, no, I gave you. You gave me perfect directions. point accurate. I mean, I was if if I was in the military, I'd be fucking. Excuse me, language. I can't help it. I'd be the artillery guy dropping bombs on perfect coordinates. Those are the kinds of the coordinates I gave you. It was. It was. It was good. You decided to go from your own little tangent. 
Which which missing getting off the train one stop early is one thing, but dude, you went to the bad neighborhood. I couldn't believe I did that. You went to the bad place. I was like in Bad Street, New NYC, man. Real, real quick, everybody. Eric was down a couple weeks ago. I gave him instructions on how to go to this donut place and to get back to the house. He went the wrong way. Ended up in the worst part of Brooklyn. And I said to him directly over the over message, "Are you outside on the street?" And he said, "Yes." And my exact reply was, "Get your ass back in the subway and get on the goddamn train." You're gonna die. So what do I do? I walk around for a little bit and I get a pack of smokes and I'm like walking around. And I'm like, I better go because oh, my phone died. Remember my phone? You're like, he, I get back to his house. He messages when I plug it in. He goes, Hey, you alive? And I'm like, Yeah, I'm alive. He froze. Oh, don't leave me here. You there? You froze. Jimmy? Tim?
it wouldn't be the Just Too Sweet show without <sighs> problems. But it wasn't me this time. My my Wi-Fi is good. I'm going to try to get Eric back. Oh, boy. I do apologize, ladies and gentlemen, but said it wouldn't be this show without some technical difficulties. So with that being said, shut up, Rufus. That's Rufus. He's a Boston Terrier. He's a moron. He's sitting behind me snoring this whole entire time. I think the wife is home. We are just waiting for Eric to come back. Now, according to this, it's been going for 52 minutes, which means I don't think there was an interruption. If there was, I do apologize. Whoa. We're back. Now, that wasn't my fault. That wasn't my fault. What happened? Was it my fault? No, it said we lost internet connection, but my Wi-Fi is at full blast. So is mine. So I don't know. But it says we were still recording at 52 minutes, so I think it was just going to be like a little commercial break, and then we're back. Well, so we can edit that out. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Listen, listen, if you're watching this show, you're used to the goddamn problems that we have. True. You know. It's part of our charm. Yep. We went to Chucklehead University. Yeah, we went to, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. But this is actually a pretty cool uh, program. Yeah, it's been- I'm digging this. This is actually easier than the other one. It is. It's really cool. I like this a lot. But like I said, it, it says we're still going at 52 minutes, so I don't think it stopped. So it might be like a little gap of just blankness, and then we come back. Yeah. You know, you can stare. You, people can contemplate the meaning, the, the lack of meaning of their lives while they're waiting for us to come back and make it better. I tried to get a hold of um, Hollywood Dave. But he's, oh. MIA. he's MIA. Missing in action. Hollywood Dave, if you watch the show, I try to get a hold of you. We tried. We can come on the show. Mm-hmm. But you yeah. didn't. No, he did not. You want to see if the boss wants to come on? Yeah, let's get the boss on here. Let's see. Let's see if uh, he wants to come on. I have a feeling he would love to. Just, just a feeling. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, that was fun. But yeah, no, continue your day. Oh, yeah. Well, what did I get off on? Um, Or no, I got back on and I got home and you were, you're like, you alive? I'm like, yeah, I'm alive. But remember, I I thought that everything was Far Rockaway. Like, oh, this must be Far Rockaway. I rode to Far. He's like, dude, no, that's the end of the train. You didn't go to Far Rockaway. You went to the wrong end. You went to the you last on the G train, which was your 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 shade, your your skin color mm-hmm. is not good. It's not right. Okay. Leather jacket. Even with, even with my charm and wit, I probably wouldn't have gotten myself out. <laughs> no, you wouldn't have. They would have hated you. Yeah. That's why I was like, get back on the train. Don't look at nobody. Don't speak to nobody. Don't talk to nobody. <laughs> Just go. <laughs> That was funny though. It was it was a fun day. 
So what do you think? Um, so like, finish your how how your first day ended. Well, I got home. You drove and, all the way home. Yeah, I drove home that night. I I oh, drove. That was just a tryout. That's why. That was just a tryout because uh, Allentown's theoretically two and a half hours away. It's not as far as everybody thinks it is. It's right down, straight down the Pennsylvania Turnpike. You go to Scranton, not even Clark Summit. You get on the Turnpike. It's all the way down, and it, you can you can drive like seventy five miles an hour, and it's not bad. I did it for a long time, and I got home that night, and of course my dad was sleeping, and my mom was my mom was out by then too because I was like I didn't get home till like three in the morning. I remember I remember Dave Lang. I borrowed his truck. Cause mine at the time wasn't working right. And, uh, I brought that back and I, I got, I walked back to my parents' house and I met a bunch of, uh, people on the street and I told them the story and it was kind of cool. Cause one of them, uh, remember that girl, Haley, she dated George Plumption. You might remember her. Haley. I need a last name. I can't remember her last name. She worked at the video store. Yeah, but she was, she lived on front street and there was a bunch of people out there. I was telling them the story and, uh, that was kind of cool. And then I started training in August and, uh, I went down to Allentown for about a year. Not, no, not a year, about four months. And then he moved it to Hazleton, which was closer. So that was closer, kind of closer. Yeah. Well, a little closer, about two hours, hour and 40 minutes, two hours. And, uh, cause Scranton's about an hour. It's about an eh, hour and f- it's about 50 minutes from Scranton anyway. So it's right. We'll just say two hours, but I finished my training in, uh, Hazleton, but no, the first day my dad, I woke up in the morning. My dad was like, he goes, Oh, you made it. And I mean, I'm, I'm beat up. I'm, I'm beat up bad. He's like, he goes, well, you're going to go through with it. And I went, yeah, I'm going to go through with it. He didn't want me to, he hated it. Like he, he liked he, he appreciated a big guy and a strong guy, and he appreciated those guys, but he didn't want me doing it. And my mother didn't want me doing it. She was, like, scared to death, I think. And, you know, everybody thought it was dumb. But then when, when I had my first match, everybody came down to watch it, and it was really cool. And, like, it was a lot of fun. So um, it ended up being fun. I did it from, what, 97 to... I finished training in 97. I wrestled to 02. My one of my last matches was in Lebanon, Pennsylvania with Joel. So, I wish I could have been your manager. I do. <laughs> that would have been fun, man. We had a good time. I could have got some heat. Oh yeah, you would have gotten a lot of heat. <clears throat> but yeah, it was fun, man. It was cool. Um I was really sore. I realized that I used muscles that I didn't know I had and that you could use. So what I started doing was um, the squats, and I incorporated more push-ups and, and calisthenics into my into my workout rather than trying to get big, but I tried to get big still too. Um, I, was, I got pretty big, um, big enough, you know. But what I didn't know is that, you know, wrestlers exaggerated their height and weight. So when I was on like TV, if they did like a, a local TV or like a video or like, you know, cause we were on service electric cable for a while on some things. And I was on uh, TV a couple of times for that. Um, 
it adds like it, you look different on TV than you do in real life. Um, so Afa wanted me to be like six four. He didn't want me to be. He said, you know, you look six four two fifty. When in reality, I'm six three, probably two thirty five two forty. So an inch and ten pounds, fifteen pounds, you know. So it wasn't that far off, but. You know, kayfabe, dude. There you go again. Kayfabe. On the back of my deposit football card, I was three inches taller and like 50 pounds heavier. Yeah. Even that was like. Exactly. But the cool thing was like, you know, when we walked out, like if we did a show and we walked out, like nobody would question it because we were so much bigger than everybody else. You know, when I started. And you had the shorts, you know. Yeah. Because when I noticed. When I noticed that, you know, I was as tall or taller than most of the general population, not the guys that are like six six and six seven. They're kind of rare. But I was I was I was a bigger than average guy. I wasn't a big guy. I wasn't like a huge guy, but I was just a little bigger than a- an average person, you know? And when I met like I was like <laughs> this is great, like I was just so disappointed when I started meeting everybody because I thought like, you know, I met, I met Yoko, uh, one of my first training sessions. He actually trained me for a while, like with us, us, he was there, like, you know, helping us out and do shit, which was dude was awesome. Yoko Zuna was so cool, but I was like disappointed. And I like, I was taller than him, you know? And I was like, wow. And then I met, uh, I didn't kind of I, I, I kind of met Shawn Michaels backstage in uh Stabler and Triple H. I, I didn't meet him, but I, I saw them and I was disappointed there too. I was like I was like Hunter I'm, Hunter's not even as tall as me, you know? It's like and Sean, you know, it's like I would have I would have stuffed him in a closet, you know, if he ran his mouth to me. You know, I can see why he didn't want to fight anybody because, you know, he's like a chihuahua. So um the guys that were big, though, uh, like uh, Steve Blackman was a big dude. And I knew him from Joel. I met him once, I think, through Joel. Because um, he trained Joel, by the way. Started his training. The perfect weapon? The lethal weapon. I thought it was the perfect weapon. That was the movie with Jeff Speakman. <sighs> yeah, is that where they got it from? Uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. But um, he was big. Um like Kane was gigantic, you know. Um, uh, Dustin Rhodes is a big dude. Uh, he's a real big dude. Texas, Bra- yeah. Bradshaw's a big dude. Texas, Texas. Uh, Farouk wasn't tall, but he was like real big. Isn't he um, Florida, Florida, Florida. Yeah, he's a Gator. He's a Gator. Football player, you know. Pure, pure athlete. Um, but like I said, I was surprised Val Venus, like I met him and like, he looked like, like pretty cut and kind of big on TV, but I was like disappointed when I met him. He just like a regular, like me, you know, he was like my size and I was like, wow, I was like, this is kind of cool. So maybe I do look bigger. Cause you know, you, you're always your own worst critic. You don't think you're as big or as muscular as, or as whatever. So I was happy to know that I was bigger than a lot of wrestlers. So. But at the same time, as I'm saying this, I wasn't really a big person. You know what I mean? Not a huge person. Has anyone ever questioned 
like here's my thing like they make you do flips they make you do this they make you do that they make you yokozuna can't do that shit but is it because he's so big and so I mean, he was that for a, for a giant dude but he ain't doing the stuff that they make like that's always one thing i always wondered they make you do all these things like oh well you have to do this you have to yokozuna ain't doing that crap he used to and he was smaller i don't i remember him being small um, I guess he was a lot smaller way back. You know, he's probably 350, 400. But he did. He And he was agile, man. You would not believe. He was agile, yeah. Unbelievably light on his feet. He was probably declining when I met him. Um, I don't think he was wrestling much. <laughs> but, um, no, he he didn't do anything like that when I met him. He was... He was just pretty much resigned. I think he's bad, bad knees and stuff. But yeah, it was a lot of fun, man. That initial start. So that was a lot of fun. That's a good way to end chapter one. That's a good way to end chapter one. I like that. Like I said, that was just a tryout though too. So that's that's fantastic. Yeah, that was unbelievable. You before they said we're going to train you. How long? What the what now? How long was it from the tryout to your first day of training? Tryout was in June. I started training, I think, the day after my birthday, 28th of August. About a month. About a, two months. Two months? Yeah. About two months. So I had those two months to get in shape. And, um, um, you know, get, get in different shape. Like, you know, and I did get in shape because I realized that, you know, there, there, you need good cardio, but you need a different kind of cardio. Like you almost need like a, like between a football player and a soccer player's cardio, you know what I mean? Cause you're constantly moving, but at the same time you're getting hit real hard. So it's something, something in between that. So it, it was different, but I, I conditioned myself pretty good for it. And uh, I got in, I got in really good shape. I got in really good shape. It was fun. I miss it. I miss it a lot. I miss it, too. And I've never done it. <laughs> and I never did it. I could have been your manager, man. I, I wish I would have known. How sweet was that? How sweet would that have been? It would have been great. It would have been awesome. All I do is take a few bumps every now and then. From from opposing wrestlers, that's all. That's all. I, that's all I want in life. <laughs> you want to be a wrestler? I would be happy being a manager. Yeah, I would have been, dude. It would have been perfect. We would have had so much fun. You know what I would do too? To be really annoying, this is what I would do. I would say, let's say me and you were doing an interview with a guy. Let's say, just say Mean Gene. Of course, it's not Mean Gene, but let's just say it was Mean Gene. And he would come out and ask you a question, and I would interrupt immediately and say, "Listen, <laughs> who do you think you are?" To talk, to talk to this man. Like, what makes you think you have the right to speak to this man? I'd say, what makes you think you have the, the brain power to understand what this man's saying? Like, if you want to talk to him, you talk to me. And then, talk. And then the question would be, okay, let me ask you, what do you think your opponent? I would say, tell him, Eric. How yeah. annoying would that be? How annoying that, would that be? That would be the best. That would be so great. That I would be all, so I great. The whole speech and then not say nothing. You'll tell him, Eric, what do you think? And that's what this is missing today. It's that like he, it's heat because, like, oh my god, that guy sucks. That guy's so annoying. You know, coming out to your big theme production music 
and then coming into the ring and like trying to act profound, like this whole hipster profoundness that's that's sweeping the nation. That's so stupid. It's like they they try to be so, you know, I like I, I'm I'm important, and here's why. And what I have to say is profound because, and it's like, dude. You're a stupid wrestler, man. People want you to grunt and yell and kick. I mean, yeah, there, there's the guys that talk, and there's the guys that are that are eloquent, and there's the guys that, you know, can get. But, you know, dude, did Shawn Michaels and Triple H or Kevin Nash and Scott Hall, did they give a shit about, where, you know, the state of the world or how they are? No, they were doing what they had to do to get whoever the over and themselves and to get you to watch what they were doing. <clears throat> it wasn't about this big, like, you know, this big hipster, the hipster, the hipster culture slightly invaded. How do, why do I always go back to hipsters? Why? I was going to ask you the same question. You have a real problem with Brutus beefcake and hipsters. I do. And I tell you what, if he was wearing, if he had like a typewriter that day or, or had like a, a scarf on, I would have choked him, you know? Or I would have given Bob Backlund the hundred bucks I had in my pocket to really put him in a chicken wing. Because I know Bob Backlund could kick his ass. I know that. I know that. But anyway, like, like, just why can't we just have a a WrestleMania without all the glitz and glitz? what the pre-show started? What last year already? You know, I don't even get me started on that. It's like why can't you just have like a cool WrestleMania? Have some cool matches. Like wrestle, you know. Why is it called WrestleMania? Why isn't it called Sports Entertainment Mania? You know, it, that's what's coming probably. Oh, we can't call it wrestling anymore, pal. You know, Listen, come on. You know how hard it is not to say the f word. By the way, just throwing just throwing that out. Ready? I'm throwing, hard. Throwing it's that really, out there. It's very hard. <laughs> it's really hard, Steve. I need I need props for this. That's okay. You know, you slip every now and then, you know. What oh, you yeah. Say? You know, but. I'll throw a little disclaimer in the description of the show in case the kitties are listening, but there's no kitties listening anyway. But you, you got to, like, give me a forewarning before Beefcake comes out because that's what fires me up, man. It's like, oh. Now, one day I'm just going to I'm going to come on and go, like, if I have to use the restroom or something, I'll go get some drink. I'm just going to go, Beefcake. And then <laughs> leave me hanging and be like, Bruh! And then walk away. You'll go on your little rant. I'll go pee, and drink, come back, and you'll still be talking about beefcake. And I was like, oh, there you go. That's how we do it. <laughs> oh, I love it. So I like our new format, man. I'm digging it. I dig it, too. You know what this means, too? More shows. More shows are coming. More no, talk. No, more even, topics. Even though we did have one little hiccup, I, I think we should do uh It wasn't a bad hiccup, though. It kept true. going. We got to find Hollywood Dave's, get him back on here to do our uh, weekly roundup. This is easy, too, just to have him, you know, like appear like, you know, like oh, you pop like, right in. Boom. Pop his little face right in there. Boom. And look, look at the uh, everybody see the, the Just Too Sweet logo over so here. I'm, right I'm, told you I'm, I'm getting a banner made. I'm going to put it right behind you. Whenever, <laughs> whenever the show's on. I'll uh, wonder where the cat went. Anyway, yeah, I I, I should have wore the the shirt. He's chasing your bat. He's chasing your bat around. 
You know, maybe I am Batman. I don't know. It's like, what's going on here? I live in an old house at the edge of town that you literally almost have to drive underneath to get to. There's there's like a there's like a sewer there's or a, a drain pipe a river pipe over there where you can walk through a tunnel. I should have just said tunnel. There's a tunnel over here. I just need a butler. You need an Alfred. I need an Alfred. That'll work. I'm taking applicants. Cool. All right, man. I think we should end it there because technically this is an episode six. This is five point two. Five point two. Five and a half. Five and a half. I was really happy with our previous show, man. I'm so upset that it, got, it went the whole crap. What a great show that was. Well, how much fun was that? Uh, it was really fun. Hopefully you can at least listen to what we did record and enjoy it. If yeah. Not, listen to this one and enjoy it. And you can now see our pretty face. Now we have to actually be aware of what we're wearing, which is not yeah. fun. I yeah. got to get makeup for these bags. I don't know. I'm still pretty youthful. You hey, shades, uh, orange cast. <laughs> What David Lee Roth say? There will come a day when youth will pass away. There you go. Sounds good to me. Yeah. All right, man. Hang on. Let me... Sorry, the boss was texting me something. Nice. I invited him on real quick, but he said he can't come on tonight. So I said, okay, no problem. Hey. You're the boss. You do boss. Whatever he says, we do. Cool, man. All right. That sounds good. I think this is a good way to end the show. Yes. Uh, um, maybe we'll come back another show this week. I'm I'm down for it. New format and good Wi-Fi. Uh, why not? Why not? Let's do it. We'll see you back soon. And and just in honor of the uh, the breakup of the Mega Powers, this is how we're going out today. 